Good evening. Good to see everyone out tonight. I'll ask you to stand with me as we start our service by singing Standing on the Promises. promises of God it is a sure solid foundation and of course the Lord Jesus Christ is the Word of God incarnate we trust in Jesus and make him our sure solid foundation uh, then uh, that's a foundation that will stand not only for time here on earth but for all eternity so I pray tonight as we think about our foundation that every one of us tonight that are here and and uh, those of you that are watching online that we have the assurance in our hearts that we have a sure solid foundation in the Lord Jesus Christ and thinking about that I can't help but go back to um, concrete and cranes back we had vacation Bible school this summer and uh, that's that's what we were instilling within our kids that week was the importance of that sure solid foundation that will stand the test of time and that will stand for all eternity and what a joy it is to know the Lord and then you think about uh, living for God each and every day when when I honor God and when I stand on his word and when I apply his word to my heart and life it is a foundation that will not crumble. It will stand. And uh, it's when we don't follow the Lord like we should and we don't apply God's word to our life, that's where we have regret and sorrow and despair and hurt. Uh, but there's the joy of the Lord every time when we honor him. And, you know, Jesus gave uh, uh, a parable about 
about that. And, and Jesus, Jesus taught that the one that obeys, that hears and obeys his word, uh, they have a sure, solid foundation. And the, the difficulties will come, uh, the storms will come, the, the floodwaters will rise. But if you have a sure, solid foundation of obeying the word of God, then your foundation will stand. And I'm grateful for that tonight. We'll never be sorry for trusting God's word. And isn't it a joy and a privilege to know God and to know his word? Uh, God has revealed himself through his word and he speaks through his word. We have everything that we need to know about God, everything we need to know about ourselves, everything we need to know about life, and everything we need to know about eternity. We find right in the word of God. And uh, we, we need to read it and not only read it, but apply it to our life. And we'll have that. Uh, sure solid foundation I'm tempted to say let's sing that song again and, and let's be reminded of, of that uh, standing on the promises of God what a joy and a privilege that is and all the troubles that we see in this world can be fixed if we'll trust God and honor his word and when we do that uh, God will bless he always blesses so um, I'm, I'm encouraged by that I hope that you are tonight and uh, if you're discouraged because maybe there's times in our lives where we've kind of strayed and we've not Stay true to his word. Uh, God always allows U-turns. We can come back to him and he'll receive us. And let's, let's even resolve to do that tonight uh, to make sure that we're obeying the word of God. And it's so good to see you here tonight. I, I welcome you. And um, I failed to mention this morning, and I apologize uh, to Jane Bradford if she happens to be watching. Um, she gave me an update uh, for Megan and also Daniel Nations. And, of course, we're getting really close um, here. And... Um, and so if things go a certain way, it's possible that they could induce on September 20th. So we really want to be in prayer for Megan right now. This, of course, Daniel and Megan's first child. And, and uh, so we pray for them. Also, we have, uh, there's information in the bulletin about baby shower for them. Uh, the doctors do not want to have a crowd and have a, an actual shower. But as a church family, we're collecting items. And, and you'll see that there's a display there in the hall just outside room 201 and, and uh, there's already some things that some of you have left and, and so let's show them the love of God and, and certainly uh, support them, encourage them with this baby shower but most importantly let's be sure to lift them up and to pray for them and, and uh, also uh, talking with Larry uh, continuing to pray for Elaine and uh, hey Elaine if you happen to be watching uh, we're praying for you and also Joe Hunter continue to pray for Joe Hunter and then also uh, Steve Chastine will be having uh, a uh, procedure tomorrow so uh, we're praying for him and, and, uh, and then former pastor Joe Hayes uh, is recovering from surgery want to continue to remember Joe and I'm excited about WMU starting on Tuesday nights right will it be this Tuesday or the okay okay alright so WMU will start Tuesday night at 6 is that what you said 6.30 okay all right, so WMU, 6.30 on Tuesday night. This will be a wonderful time for our ladies to meet together. So I just remind you about that. Also, there's information about Operation Christmas Child and a lot of, a lot of great things coming up with that. And, and, of course, you know, we've only got a few more weeks, and we'll be in October, and we have our packing party in November. And so just remind you about that. And uh, this is such a wonderful cause, and, uh, and just ask you to be in prayer for Operation Christmas Child as well. And then, hope you'll be back on Wednesday night. Of course, our youth and kids meet, and we have adult prayer meeting and Bible study and praise right here in the sanctuary. And uh, that's at 7 o'clock. There's a place for everybody on Wednesday night. But thank you for being here tonight, and um, and let's go to the Lord in prayer. And, and as we pray, I'm going to ask uh, Chris Counts, if you would, brother, if you'd lift us up to the Lord in, in our evening prayer tonight. Let's pray together.
Amen. Now it's going to be concrete and cranes. I'm going concrete and cranes, building our faith. <laughs> it was a great week. It was a great week. I'll ask you to stand with me once again as we sing our operatory hymn, Worthy of Worship. thank you for this beautiful day that you have created father and god we thank you for everything that you have done for us in our lives and everything that you're going to do for us god we're so thankful that we can come to you in prayer and just lift up all of our prayer requests to you and father know that you are in control of everything that, that is being done father god i pray that you would take these tithes and these offerings and use them to the upbuilding of your kingdom and use them to bless uh to bless you father for us in jesus precious and holy name we pray
if you'll turn with me to Psalm 101. I want to preach a message tonight entitled Resolve. And it's my prayer that as believers that we've already resolved to some things. And perhaps we've already resolved in our hearts to, to do the very things that we're going to be seeing that the psalmist resolved to. And maybe we just need to reaffirm those things tonight. It's always good uh, to be reminded of, of, the, of these things. And, and it's my prayer that we will indeed uh, make some resolutions. We'll be resolved in our faith tonight to honor God and of course that's standing on the word and when we stand on the word uh, the Lord will always bless and and um, so I ask my prayer is that you know as, as we uh, journey in our in our walk with God that we'll continually trust God trust his word and apply his word to our our hearts and to our lives and and not just to our actions but also to our very thoughts you know Lord let your word get in me and let me get in your word that it would affect not only my actions but my thoughts because if I can be transformed by the renewing of my mind that the Bible reminds us about uh, if, if I can control my thought life then, then that's going to also affect what I do and certainly if I, if I, if I will uh, not allow my, my thoughts to, to wander in directions that doesn't honor God then my actions won't wander in directions that's not going to honor God and, and so we just need to be resolved tonight um, we, we think about how our walk with Christ and, and our Christian journey, our Christian experience, uh, there's a lot of things that we have to be intentional about. We have to discipline ourselves, and um, that includes prayer. Uh, we won't always feel like praying. It'd be great if we did, but it includes that. We have to discipline ourselves to pray. This just doesn't happen. Uh, reading God's Word, devoting ourselves in the Word of God, uh, we have to dis discipline ourselves. And, and of course, you know, the Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 3.16 that all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and it's profitable, you know, for doctrine and for reproach and for correction and in, instruction in righteousness. And, and instruction in righteousness really uh, speaks of training. So we train ourselves. And I remember, some of y'all may remember this, um, I remember as a teenager, we used to have um, an hour before evening service we'd call it training union and uh, that was a time where we'd focus on discipleship we'd meet together and have training union and of course we call it discipleship training uh, you know whichever we want to call it but um but you know it was that that's the focus is is that we are intentional to pray and we're intentional you know in our walk with God to to be uh, you know to discipline ourselves and to be disciples of the Lord and and um, and I pray that we'll be resolved uh, for some things tonight that we see that the psalmist uh, shared that we also would share that you know and usually when you think about resolutions it's something that comes up uh, December January as we look to a new year maybe by the time you know mid-February or March comes we've probably already forgotten about our New Year's resolution and that's why I'm not really a big fan about New Year's resolution I guess they're good you know you can make uh, resolutions about about anything resolve to read more uh, resolve to exercise or to eat right and, and or to lose weight or, or whatever uh, as Christians you know maybe resolve to read the Bible all the way through I don't, I don't know if you've ever done that there's plenty of, of uh, Bible uh, reading plans that you you know every day you can read and by the time you work through uh, through the year you've read through the Bible and maybe there's a, maybe there's to pray more maybe you know whatever it is that we can resolve but sometimes we don't stick to that but I pray that when it comes to our faith our walk with God that uh, we'll be resolved and, and uh, that our motivation won't be just to check off things on a list, but our motivation will be to know Jesus. That's what it's all about. We have a relationship 
Otherwise, we just have religion, and I promise you, religion will make you miserable. But a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ is where it's at, and that's what it's all about. May He be our motivation tonight uh, to know Him more, to resolve to some things tonight. You know, Jesus gave His all for us. He deserves our all. He's worthy. So think about that. We live for Jesus. Why? Because He died for us. He is our reason. But oh, what a reason. Let's make Him our reason to to make some re uh, resolutions tonight. Um, you know, we're starting a new church here. We've already started a new church here, here in the month of September. And I pray that we'll examine our hearts and lives even here on a Sunday night. The psalmist here in Psalm 101 was resolved. And I believe the Lord would have us to share in this psalmist resolves as we look through this psalm together. So this evening we're going to focus on three uh, resolves that I pray that we will apply or reaffirm in our hearts and lives tonight. And um, so we're going to begin tonight in Psalm 101, verse 1. And I want us to see tonight the resolve to praise. Let's make that our, our resolution tonight, that we're going to praise the Lord. And, and what a blessing that is, the desire of our heart to honor God, to praise God. We think about how great He is. That's what we need to do. That's what praise does. We realize how awesome and how great God is. And and, um, you know, a lot of times if we don't see God for who He is, we don't see a great, big, awesome God, then uh, we're going to see great, big, awesome problems and instead of seeing the right perspective. So our, our perspective is right when we praise God. It gives us the right focus. So I, I pray that tonight, first of all, just like the psalmist here in verse 1, that it will be our resolution that we'll resolve to praise. Have you ever been around someone who loves to sing? You know, Miles is like that. Miles, visit, he loves to come on, on Sunday mornings. And, and, uh, and I started it just me and him in room 201. We were getting uh, the refreshments together. He loves to, uh, when I get here, I usually, I usually pull in sometime around 8.15 or so. I try to get here about an hour early before our fellowship time to get the coffee going. I just, in a prayer walk and to kind of, you know, Miles is right out here out front with bells on, man. He's ready to go. And if everybody would share you know, his desire to be in church, man. God would send a revival, there's, there's no doubt. Um, but, uh, but, but I just, I, I know he loves that song. Uh, it, you know, will the circle be unbroken by and by, Lord, by and by. And I, I walked in, I looked at Miles and, sit, and I said, uh, will the circle, that's all I had to say. And he just chimed in and, and was, I just love being around somebody that's got a song to, to sing, a song in their heart. And I know, you know, um, there's times that you go to the grocery store, like I went this morning, and uh, there was a secular song that got stuck in my, in my mind, in my, in my heart. Um, but it reminded me of, of a, a godly spiritual truth that God always loves us. Um, and, um, and, and it's always good to get a song stuck in, in your heart. You know, you think about, uh, to God be the glory, great things he's done. And give him the glory, great things he hath done. Isn't it great on a Monday when maybe nothing's going your way to sing to God be the glory? Great things he's done to remind yourself of that. You know, to be that person on a Monday that everybody can't stand because you're singing and it's Monday and you're not supposed to do that. And they're like, what's different about you? Why are you doing that? Well, it's, you're just praising the Lord. Think about blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Isn't that a good song to get stuck in your, in your heart and in your mind throughout the week? I just love being around someone who, who has a song. They just love to sing. You know, maybe, maybe somebody's down and depressed. 
maybe bitter. Life is tough and we get bitter about things, negative. You know, usually they don't sing. They don't have a song. But somebody that knows the Lord, somebody that, 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 that spends time with, they discipline their self and they spend time with God and, and they know that God is, is, is alive because they've already talked to Him this morning. And they go and they have a song in their heart and they have perspective because uh, they spent time with the Lord and they praise God. Well, I, I see that here in, uh, in Psalm uh, 101 and verse 1. Let's, let's begin tonight as uh, this, this faithfulness to the Lord is, is, is what's being promised here. The song that is on the, the psalmist David's heart. And I pray that we'll resolve to praise the Lord in the same way. Notice this, verse 1. I will sing of mercy and justice. To you, O Lord, I will sing praises. You know, um, it's great. I, I, I can sing to my wife. And, and um, I, I remember um, we have our anniversary coming up Saturday. I remember. <laughs> and uh, we, were at, we were at dinner. We were at Stefano's the other night. Valerie said, you know what's coming up on Saturday? And I got to tell you, I was trying to think, what's going on Saturday? <laughs> and, I, and I remember singing to my wife at our wedding, I Will Be Here by Stephen Curtis Chapman. It's great to sing, you know, because I love my wife, or it's great to have a song to sing to a loved one. But man, the one that loves us the most with an incredible everlasting love is our God. And let's sing to him. Let's sing a song to him. And David says, I will sing. I will sing of his mercy and I'll sing of his justness. To you, O Lord, I sing praises. Man, that's why we come to church and, and our worship services includes songs. But sometimes, I just, I, I know, Don, I've led music before too. Um, and I've seen some, it's hard sometimes to not see the faces. And I know sometimes you comment about it, but it's like, it's like what Herb Revis once said. How can you confess Christ with a sour countenance? If you've got sunshine in your soul, you'll have sunshine on your face. And that really is true. It's just like the, the kid's song, if you're happy and you know it, then your face will surely show it. And that is, that is true. And we think about our Lord. Let's praise Him. David says, I'll sing of His mercy. Oh, the mercy of God. I'll sing of His justice. I'll sing to you, O Lord. I will sing praises. Well, the psalmist sang a song, and it was a song of praise to the Lord. That's what we were made for, by the way. We were made to praise God. We were made to know God. We were made to worship God. Oh, how wonderful it is. We're living according to the very purpose that we were made when we praise God. I can praise things of this world, and, uh, and maybe this, that praise is somewhat due. I can praise people of the world, but there's nothing when we praise God and we have a right perspective that God is worthy and there's none like Him. I'm going to sing of His mercy and sing of His justice. And to you, O oh Lord, I sing my praises. There's, there's never a day when you or I as believers in Christ we'll ever have to wonder if God's worthy. There's never a day we'll have to wonder, has God's mercy ran out? Why? Because His Word tells us that His mercies are renewed each morning. That's a, that'd be a great reminder. I don't know if you know H.B. Charles or not, uh, but every morning his tweet is the same. I can tell you what he's going to tweet tomorrow morning. And, um, and he, he, he always starts his day off with, the Lord be with you. The Lord be with you. What a joy. God's with us. What a great reminder. What a, what a great reminder. There's another uh, pastor friend that always tweets, his mercies are renewed each morning. And on some ways it's like, why would you tweet the same thing over and over and over again? Because his mercies are renewed every morning. We need to remind ourselves of that. That's reason to praise God. Never have to wonder if his mercies have, have ran out. So David thinks about the mercy of God and he sang his praise. 
So, so why don't we right now tonight resolve that we're going to give God praise for his mercy that he has given us. And David continues on. He talks about for, for God's justice, you know, which means that God is fair, unlike the things of this world. You know, there's a lot of injustices in this world. This world's not always fair. You know, maybe when the psalmist was treated unfairly, instead of getting bitter, he was reminded that God is not like that. God is a just God. So he praised the Lord. Listen, don't let unjust, unfair times of this world, because that's the world we live in. It, it, it's, we just never know, and it will. There, there'll be injustices. It's just the, the world that we live in. Don't let that make you bitter. Just remember that God is a just God. He will always treat us fairly. Focus on politics and political correctness and, and, uh, and treatment at work. Man, it'll just make you miserable. Don't, don't live, don't worry about tomorrow just yet, thinking about what tomorrow. It's okay to plan ahead. But don't let, don't let tomorrow concerns steal you of the joy today and rob you of the blessing of praising God today. Even Jesus said, worrying, it doesn't, doesn't do any good. And, let, and tomorrow I'll have enough concerns for it for, for today, Jesus reminds us. But let's, let's praise the Lord. You know, even, even um, when, uh, when things don't make sense, God's still on the throne. And uh, nothing overloads God. He, he never has to be informed about anything. Let's give Him praise, always. He's worthy. And if we'll ever get to the place, and I'm not, I don't claim to be there yet, but as believers, if we can praise God when it doesn't make sense and when it doesn't go our way like we do when it does, man, I think there's something valuable in that of praising God regardless because He never changes and He's worthy. And the psalmist was given the Lord praise. As a believer... God is worthy of our praise. We certainly have reasons to praise the Lord. And what a tremendous witness that that is to a lost and dying world, that they see there's something different about you. You know, that you're not like everybody else. You have a song in your heart. And, um, you know, to non-believers, when you think about the justice of God, it's not really something to be comforted about, something to look forward to, because God will judge all men according to whether they believed or trusted in Jesus or not. Now, we as believers, that's, we find comfort knowing that, that God judged His only Son on the cross. And we're reminded about that this morning. You know, we, we realize we need God's mercy and we cry out to Him and we are grateful that, that through the Lord Jesus we have the mercy of God. And so David thinks about God's mercy but also His justice. And yes, God is fair and someone rejects Christ, He'll be fair and give them what they have chosen. They've rejected Christ. There's no comfort in that for the non-believers, but for those of us that are, maybe you prayed for someone that doesn't know the Lord. They need to see Jesus in us. Let's give Him praise. Let's praise the Lord because He certainly is worthy. You know, you should praise the Lord uh, this new church year as we've just begun here in September. Let's make that resolve. But also there's a resolve to live out your faith. And I see that here in, in verse 2. And then we're going to jump down to verse 6. And, uh, and then in just a moment, we'll go back to uh, verses 3 through 5, and, and then also 7 and 8. But right here, resolve to live out your faith. That's what the psalmist did. I pray that we'll make that resolve tonight in our hearts and lives. Look with me at verse 2. Um, I will behave. That's talking about how you live. How is he going to behave? Wisely and in a perfect way. That's talking about a godly way. That's not, that doesn't mean that David had, had reached perfection. When we see perfect in the Word of God, that talks about how we're, we're uh, progressing and we're growing and we're moving forward. 
I may not be perfect, and I never will be perfect in this body of flesh, but I'm not who I was yesterday. Isn't that good news? As I walk with God and as you walk with God, it's a perfect way. We're not perfect. We don't have sinless perfection, but God perfects us as we trust Him. And, and uh, David says, he's going to live out his faith. He says, I will behave wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. We'll, we'll jump down to verse 6 in just a moment. What kind of faith would you have if you didn't live it out? I mean, David says in his own house, this, this perfect heart he's talking about, this perfect way, the way of God. David says, I'm going live it, to live it out in my home. What kind of faith would you have if you didn't live it out? You were one way at church, but then at home there were some things that didn't match the way that you were at church. You know what I'm talking about? And there's a word for that. Jesus called it hypocrite. Are we one way at church and another way at home? And, and our families know us the most. They know us the best. They see the real us. What, what does our families know about us when we're at home compared to when we're at church? You know, what kind of faith would you have if you did not live it out? If, if you came to church, went through motions, appeared one way, but then when you left the, the walls of the church and went outside the four walls of the church, um, you didn't live out what you professed when you were at church. I mean, just imagine a football player who trained and worked hard, lifted weights, ran sprints, trained during off-season, lifted weights, worked on quickness and agility, and he went to all the practices, and then came football season. Ah, I don't think I'm going to play in the games. <laughs> well, what'd you do all that training for? I mean, it doesn't even make sense. Someone who comes to church, goes through the motions, hears sermons, Bible studies, songs about our faith in Jesus, but doesn't live it outside the wall of the church is like a football player who goes through workouts but doesn't, doesn't participate in the games on Friday nights. I mean, what we do here ought to prepare us for the real game outside the walls of the church. And I'm talking about the game of life. One of the most damaging witnesses for believers is when we're one way at church and then another way outside the walls of the church. And, and it starts in the home. It doesn't start here at church. It starts in the home. And David reminds us about that once again here in verse 2. I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. The psalmist points out that he was resolved to be the same regardless of if he's in home or in the church, and it starts at home. So what kind of faith tonight do you have? Are you living out your faith? Let's resolve to live it out. Not just have a head knowledge, but let's let it reach to our hearts as well, and let's apply it to our life. You know, how we live each day. Let's honor God and live out our, our faith. Because if I'm not living it out, can I really say I believe it? I mean, think about this. It's, it's not what I say that you can believe about me. It's what I do. You know, it's very true that my, my actions speak so loudly that you can't hear what I'm saying. You know, if I'm not living it out. So let's, let's resolve. Every Christian ought to resolve to live out our faith. And that's what the psalmist is doing here. When he thinks about the mercy and the justice and the, the praise he's singing to God, he says, oh, I'm going to live in a perfect way. I'm going to live a godly way. And, and I'm going to live that way in my home. I'm going to have a perfect heart in my home. James says that faith that doesn't have works, what kind of faith is that? It's a what? It's a dead faith. 
In other words, you don't have a saving faith. If, you, if, the, if your faith doesn't, is not lived out, you have faith, but you don't have works to go. It's not that you're working for salvation or working to keep salvation, but if you have genuine faith, then it's going to be lived out. And that's what the psalmist is saying here. I'm going to live it out, a perfect heart. But look down at verse 6, what the psalmist says. My eyes shall be on the faithful of the land. Talking about believers, that's where my, my focus will be. On the faithful of the land, that they may dwell with me. He who walks in a perfect way, talking about a godly way, he shall serve me. So the psalmist says, I'm going to live out my faith. And I'm also going to resolve to focus on the faithful. Those that honor God. Why? Because he wants to honor God. And he's going to focus on those that do. What's our focus tonight? Are you attracted to those who live ungodly or those who live godly? We ought to be drawn to those that live godly. That, that, that was David's focus, and that ought to be our resolve. I'm going to live it out, and my focus is not going to be on the ungodly, the world, the ways of the world, but it's going to be on those that are godly. I pray that we'll resolve to live out our faith. But then, in closing, we praise the Lord, we live out our faith, but we also resolve to purify in verses 3 through 5 and also verses 7 through 8. If you were to go to my home right now and go to our backyard, you'd find a uh, above-ground swimming pool. It's a 30-foot um, uh, above-ground pool, about 22,000 gallons. And um, right now, that pool is sparkling crystal clear. Now, do you think that that just happened on its own? <laughs> no. Um, I, have, I have worked and I have uh, taken time to uh, put chlorine in it and make sure it's got chlorine. Sometimes you've got to put shock in it. Sometimes you've got to put uh, you know, uh, baking soda and you've got to get the pH just right because if that's all out of whack, then it doesn't matter what kind of chlorine you put in. Then you have algae that you've got to work, you've got to be concerned about algicide and you've got to check the pH and and, and I just love going to anchor pools and saying, here's a sample. And they say, here's what you need. And, and a lot of times, they think highly of what they say you need, if you understand what I mean. And, and so, um, so, you know, there, it, it takes time. And, 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 I, and I, I have resolved to purify our pool because who wants to get in a, a green swimming pool, you know? Um, there's leaves that get in there. I get in there and clean it out. Um, I've, I've just about resolved that I'm going to cut down that, that red cherry tree that hangs over the pool because you let a five-mile-an-hour wind blow, and here come the leaves in the pool. And it just drives me crazy. Why? Because uh, it gets in the pool, and it's not where it's supposed to be, and it affects it. And I've got to get in and, and, and clean it out. Well, in the same way, we need to resolve to purify our lives. There's things in this world that we need to keep out of our hearts and our minds. And uh, the same way that, we, that I want to keep things out of my pool because it, it, you know, it affects uh, my, my water, keeps it from being crystal clear and, and pure like that it needs to be. It's true that when we're saved, the moment we place our faith in Jesus, we have right standing before God. Just like uh, Tom Tucker reminded us this morning that when God sees us as believers, He sees His Son. That's why we're saints. He sees perfection because we have right standing with God. Because not of our righteousness, but the righteousness of the Lord Jesus. We're robed in the righteousness of Jesus. And so God is pleased and he sees the righteousness of Jesus. But our choices and the life that we live affects our relationship with God. 
and also his blessings on us. I rob myself of the blessing of God if I'm not honoring God. What I'm talking about is fellowship. Do I have a close fellowship with God? And if I'm not resolved to purify my heart and life and what I watch and what I participate in and, and these kind that's why David said, I don't focus on the ungodly, I focus on the godly. He had a right focus. What's our focus tonight? You know, and, and so we need to resolve to purify our hearts and lives. Notice with me in verse uh, 3. I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. Nothing. I mean, David doesn't say, eh, there's some things, you know, um, I, I'm tempted with that, and I just, you know, I just, I know God understands. No, nothing. I'll set nothing wicked before my eyes. I hate the work of those who fall away. It shall not cling to me. A perverse heart shall depart from me. I will not know wickedness. Notice this in verse 5. Whoever secretly slanders his neighbor, him I will destroy. The one who has a haughty look and a proud heart, him I will not endure. You know, as I, as I read that, you know, first of all, David resolves that he will set nothing ungodly, evil, nothing wicked before his eyes. When we disobey and we don't honor God, we don't honor His Word. And like we sang about standing on the promises, when we give in to temptation and we sin against God, we're not standing on the promises. We're standing on ourselves and we're just going to fall. And um, when we disobey and we don't honor God, we don't honor His Word, we allow ourselves to not have a close fellowship or a close walk with the Lord. It's like husbands and wives who say hurtful things. They don't communicate like they should. Doesn't that affect their relationship? Sure it does. Husband doesn't listen to his wife. Uh, husband talks to his wife uh, in, in a way uh, that is, you know, condescending. And, um, you know, the husband's supposed to love the wife as Christ loved the church. And, and if, the, if, if there are things there, you know, that, that affects that relationship, it's going to hurt. And it's the same with our relationship with God. You know, uh, we are the, the bride of Christ. And we ought to present ourselves, you know, in a way that honors God. And, and we should resolve to, to purify our hearts. And David says, I'll set nothing wicked before my eyes. And he says, I'll hate the work of those that follow. Do we hate? How do we feel about sin? I don't know about you, but I've seen, I've seen sin bring such hurt and despair, not only on others, but even in my own life. We should hate sin. We should feel the same way about it that God feels about it. The resolve of the psalmist here in verses 3 through 5 was to purify his life. He would not set wicked, ungodly things before his eyes. What do we willfully look at? You know, I think we've just become numb today. There's so much ungodliness in this world today. On the radio, you turn it on, you go to the store. They're playing, playing it on the radio, you hear it. Uh, you don't have to go looking for it. It's all around. You, you watch, I, I plan to watch uh, Sunday night football tonight when I get home. And um, even just sitting down watching a ball game, there's some commercials that come up and things that, I mean, you, you understand what I'm, what I'm saying. But a lot of times we just become numb to some, oh, it's only got this many cuss words or it's only got this many bad. It's just not that bad. And then we get, what happens is, is our standard begins to change and we drift further and we drift further away from God 
But we'll never be sorry if like David, when we say, I'll set nothing wicked before my eyes and choose to honor God. Remember what Jesus said? He said, if your right eye offends you, what do you do? Pluck it out. Now, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that's, you know, literally, I don't think that we're to just start gouging out our, our, our eyes, but the principle is we'd be better off to do that than to focus on things that doesn't honor God. Or if our right hand, you know, begins to do things that, you know, that offends us or offend, what, what, should, what does he say? Cut it off. The principle is we'd be better off. You know, are there things, we don't think like this today. It's unpopular. Oh, you're judging and, you know, we, we don't, we don't just, it's just not that big, big of a deal. But David, notice this, I will set nothing wicked before my eyes. And then those that fall away, um, he says he hates the work of those. He doesn't want to fall away. He wants to get close to God. He wants to be godly and uh, wants to purify his heart and in his, in, in his life. So let's resolve to set a guard over what we watch, what we look at. You know, and, 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 there's, and today uh, there, there's such uh, bad, uh, so many bad obstacles and, and things out there, um, and, and it's, it's like we just have become numb to it. But it does affect our relationship with God. And if it doesn't honor God, I mean, you think about, uh, you think about uh, the porn industry. It's a multi-billion-dollar-a-year industry. There's, 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 there's just, I mean, it, it affects what we allow to come in. Is it, it will affect us eventually. Sitcoms, uh, shows, soap operas, movies, you know, that include adultery, fornication, language, gossip, lying. I mean, you know, the drama and, and, and all of this stuff, we watch it. And we just watch it, and it's filth, and, and, it, and it affects us. We say, oh, I'll never do it. Better be careful, because Tom Tucker was exactly right this morning when he said, we are capable. Now, I want you to know we are capable of being as wicked as the damned, because we, have a, we are totally depraved, as Tom reminded us about this morning. We better be careful flirting around with that stuff, because it will eventually influence us. We've got to be careful. Take, take those smartphones from those sons and daughters and they say well, you don't trust me well that's true because you have a sinful nature what are you looking at and and you especially if you're paying that bill that phone doesn't belong to them it belongs to you and by the way they're living in your house let's take a stand and be a leader and 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 let's and let's make sure let's let's set a guard here and let's let's honor god like constantly cleaning a pool we need to constantly purify our lives out of love for god don't let it turn into religion, but out of relationship. Lord, I want to know you more. I want to know you. And in the latter part of verse 3, the psalmist hated the very thought of those that fall away. Why? Because he certainly didn't want to do that. He resolved that faithfulness is what he was going to stick to. I'm going to be faithful to God. Everybody else might fall away, and I hate the very thought of somebody falling away. But I, I don't want to do that. I believe someone who claims to be a Christian yet isn't faithful is more dangerous than an unbeliever who has no regard for the things of God. What a terrible witness to claim to be Christian but to be no different than non-believers and, and to have this, to be involved, you know, with these, these things that doesn't honor God. The psalmist David says, you know, that he wanted to cling. Look at this in the latter part of verse 3. It shall not cling to me. What's going to cling to me? Godliness. That's what I want to stick to. That's what I, I pray that we would stick to. And we'll enjoy the blessing of God. 
And we'll truly be able to sing his praise. You know, I, I love how David began, began with praise. That gives us a right perspective that who it is that we're trusting in is absolutely worthy. A perverse heart shall not depart from me, he says. I will not know wickedness. You see that resolve there? Purify. He wants to purify his heart and life. But yet, you know, we're just, we're, we're just tolerant today. Tolerant of everything. And that's, a, that's really a buzzword, isn't it? And it's interesting that those who cry tolerance the loudest are usually, uh, they, they're not tolerant of anything or anybody that goes different from them. <laughs> it's amazing how that works. And the psalmist resolved to not tolerate some things in his life. What about, uh, it doesn't matter how we live, especially when it comes to this thing of the blessing of God. The blessing of God doesn't, doesn't come cheap. If you want the blessing of God in your life, uh, then, then we have to get rid of things and purify our hearts and lives, things that doesn't honor God. And God will bless. Stay away from ungodly and, and those things that are evil. Don't put up with those who slander others. Do you see that? Whoever secretly slanders his neighbor, him will I destroy. You know, um, if I'm someone that somebody constantly comes to and gossips to, I've got to wonder what kind of, you know, what kind of witness am I portraying to others that they would think that I would receive that and that I would entertain that. You know, and, and David talks about here, uh, perverse hearts shall depart from me. And verse 5, those that secretly slander his neighbor, he says, I'm going to destroy. I'm going to put to death that kind of stuff. I don't want anything to do with it. What's David doing? He's purifying his life, his heart. The one who has a haughty look and a proud heart, he says, I'm not going to endure that. I don't want to be haughty and, and proud. I want to be humble. When, when I humble myself under the strong arm of God, wh what will happen is the Lord will exalt and he'll lift me up. But God will resist me if I'm proud. David didn't want to be proud. So, so he wanted to get rid of these things. He didn't want to slander someone, gossip. Uh, he didn't want to uh, be proud. He wanted to be humble. He wanted to be godly. So these are some things here that, that David resolved you know, to purify his heart and his life. And, and Paul wrote in Ephesians 4, um, 24, let no corruption proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. That's what I want my speech to be. I want it to be grace. Comfort each other and edify one another. Paul said in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 1. Edify means to build up instead of tearing down. If I'm slandering someone and gossiping about someone, I'm not edifying at all. And I, I need to build up. And this negative gossip and um, you know, these, these kind of things, I need to get that out of my life. It doesn't honor God. And a lot of times if we talk to God about it, then we won't be tempted to slander somebody or gossip about somebody. Um, the psalmist resolved to, to purify continues in verse 7. Drop down to verse 7. He who works deceit shall not dwell within my house. You see that? He's resolving. Deceitfulness and lying is not going to be tolerated in this house. David is, is, is a leader in his own home. And we're not going to... Listen, uh, the wise man said that, that God hates a lying tongue. One of the Ten Commandments is don't bear false witness. And, and in our day and time, it's like, ah, it's not a big deal, it's a white lie. <laughs> David said, not in my house. You know, and, and, and I'm reminded of, of what the prophet said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. There's some things that we're going to do 
We're going to honor God, and there's some things that we're not going to do. And uh, we're going to get it out. And that's, that's purifying our hearts and, and our lives. And I, I love this in verse 7. He who tells lies shall not continue in my presence. I'm not going to entertain it. Don't be that person that somebody will know they can come and gossip about somebody else or slander somebody or, 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 or tell lies. I pray that we have a better witness than that. And I pray that we have better discernment. And, and, and most importantly, I pray that we desire to honor God enough that we wouldn't even entertain that. David says, I don't have time for it. It's not going to be in my house. And, um, and it's not going to be in my presence. I pray that we, would, that we would live in such a way. You know, our society may be okay with lying, but God, God's not. He hates it. And I pray that we'll be resolved to feel the same way about lying that God says about it. And in verse 8, you can see how the psalmist felt about sin. Uh, notice this in verse 8. Early I will destroy all the wicked of the land, that I may cut off all the evildoers from the city of God. I love how David says early. You know, Barney, what was it Barney used to say? Nip it in the bud, right? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get rid of it. Right, We're not going to wait till afternoon or late in the day uh-uh right now here and now we're going to get we're resolved to get this out and we're going to destroy the wicked of the land let's get rid of it what about our lives do we desire to purify our lives like that do we hate sin you say wait a minute david um, didn't he commit adultery and didn't he commit murder yeah and i think that made him resolve even more man i've tasted it i know what it's like and i don't want to have anything else to do with it by the way that's that's a true believer we might fail, but man, we don't want to stay there. We, we, we hadn't honored God, and um, we've, we've, you know, we've, the conviction of works us over, and I, I don't want, Lord, I don't want to stay that way. David says, I'm going to get this stuff out. I'm going to purify my life and my heart. There's things I'm not going to entertain, things I'm not going to have in my presence, things I'm not going to have in my home. And then you go back to the, to the start of, of Psalm 101, and David says, I'm going to have a perfect heart in my own home. I'm going to be who I am at home like I am at the temple or like I am at the house of God. I pray that we'll have that same resolve. Feel the same way about sin that God feels about it. God hates it. It nailed His Son to a cross. God doesn't wink at sin. We might get numb to it and minimize it and justify it and, um, and, and say that God understands, but He doesn't. If you want God's blessing and power in your life, then we've got to resolve to purify ourselves just like David did. We should feel the same way about it that God feels about it. And that's what I see here with the psalmist David. Early, he says in verse 8, I'll destroy all the wicked of the land. I'm going to get rid of it. It's not going to take place in my home. It's not going to take place in my presence. I'm, David is purifying himself. And um, no, little wonder he's a man after God's own heart. And I pray that would be our desire tonight. So I'm going to ask every head bowed and every eye closed tonight. Are you resolved to praise the Lord? Oh, David began here in Psalm 101. He talks about, to you, O Lord, I will sing praise. Is that a resolve tonight? Man, a little praise will do you good. It'll give you right perspective. It'll keep you from being bitter and having a sour countenance. Praise the Lord. How great is our God. I mean, even right now as I speak, the Lord is on the throne. He's the great creator. There's an 
incredible sunset that's about to take place outside and God's the great creator behind it all and oh how he's worthy worthy of our praise but also not only resolve to praise the Lord do we resolve to live out our faith don't just talk about it but live it out apply it to our heart and to our life and then lastly like David would we resolve to purify our lives what are some things that we've just kind of you know allowed to take place in our presence in our home things that doesn't honor God it sure will affect our closeness with the Lord and God blessing in our hearts and lives I pray that we'll begin right here and now to resolve like the psalmist resolved like David resolved it'll glorify the Lord and it will be for our good then God will bless. Heavenly Father, oh Lord, I come to you this evening and I know there's plenty of things and God, you know my heart. There's plenty of things that I need to resolve to get out that doesn't honor you. I pray, Lord, that one by one, thing by thing that you lay on our hearts, God, that we'll just resolve to get it out. And it might be that maybe those in our homes won't understand because we've tolerated it for so long. It might be that those that are in our presence, all of a sudden we don't want to hear the things that's being discussed any longer. We just don't want to entertain it. We want to get it out. But Lord, what matters is honoring you. If we want your power and blessing, and that's my prayer for every one of us here tonight, God, that we'll get stuff out. We'll rid ourselves. Lord, just like the author of Hebrews reminds us to lay aside the sin weights that so easily entangle us to lay it aside get rid of it throw it off help us to do that tonight lord jesus bless us lord i know lord that you will bless when we honor you i pray that we'll do that tonight in jesus name amen as donna leads us tonight would you stand and would you come tonight as the lord leads timely, very powerful hymn of invitation tonight that reminds us that living godly is not something that we can do on our own. We need the power of God. We need to know the Lord. You know, maybe you're here tonight and, and or maybe you're watching online and, and you say, you know, I want to do what's right. I really do. The first thing we got to consider is do we know the Lord? Because we can't do it on our own. But when we trust the Lord, we trust Jesus we turn from our sin and trust Jesus. Then we, we, we enter a personal relationship with God. The Holy Spirit's within us and He empowers us. It's not our strength. I wouldn't dare tonight challenge us to live godly and then imply that it's something that we can do on our own because we can't. 
Let's ask for God's help. And let's honor God. It begins with salvation. That's where it begins. Can you remember a time where you began? Maybe it was this morning for some of you. Maybe you trusted Christ this morning, but you haven't made it public. Come and let's share it tonight. Let's rejoice with you tonight. If, if, if my 13-year-old daughter can come and if, if little Aaron can come, man, may that be a motivation for us to not be ashamed and to share with the world that we've trusted Christ. That's where it begins. And maybe, you know, we've trusted in our own self. Let's rely on the Lord. Let's honor God. He'll give us the strength that we need to live for Him. So Donna, sing through one other verse. I encourage you to come tonight as God speaks. this week that you'll sing blessed assurance every day this week and uh, this is my story this is my song praising my savior all the day long that'll be on your heart uh, that maybe meditate on that this week and then think about what david said i will set no wicked thing before my eyes you know maybe that's a great memory verse tomorrow to remind yourself of psalm 101 and i pray that would be our resolve that we'll honor god this week well I, i'm so great uh, grateful to see you tonight and grateful uh, for the blessings of God. What a great day that it's been. And um, I pray that you have a wonderful week. Um, and does anybody have any, any prayer requests as we close? Anything on your heart that you'd like for us to, to pray about tonight? I mentioned Daniel and Megan. We're going to be praying for them. Any, anything else? Any special requests? Yeah, great. Um, good news. I'm glad to hear that. And I know you were sharing with me about your uncle. Um, Dina, I'm going to pray for your uncle as well. Jonelle, I think y'all about to do some traveling, I think. so. Also, the Peace family, um, they, they're on the road. They're on vacation this week, so uh, let's remember them while they're away. I'm sure they're having a, a great time on vacation. and uh, So um, pray the Lord will bring them back to us safely. Any others tonight? Remember uh, Aaron also. Remember Megan as well. Um, I pray that will be contagious. God will just use their testimonies and and um, we'll see others follow as well. I'm sorry, Kevin. Okay. Is that Kay's mom? Oh, okay, okay. All right, let's remember Kevin's grandmother. She failed. Praying the Lord will bring healing and would we'll, we'll touch God's mercy. All right. Well, let's uh, let's close in prayer tonight. Thank you all again for being here. I love I love su I love Sunday mornings. No question about that. But I, these Sunday nights and Wednesday nights are 
um, are special as well. And I appreciate y'all being here, those of you joining online as well. And as always, I appreciate Brian and, and Cindy and, and, um, and, and Penny's up there as well. And um, so appreciate y'all so much. I know JJ's normally up there, um, but I appreciate what they do as well. And uh, let's close with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we come before you in Jesus' name. And Lord, this is sometimes, Lord, um, this, is, this is tough to preach. Uh, when we think about challenging ourselves like David, Lord, to get things out of our life that doesn't honor you. We think about spring cleaning and getting clutter and getting things out, Lord, that, that, that hinders us from uh, being an effective Christian that we, that we ought to be for you. And, Lord, that's an ongoing process. It's not that we're ever going to reach perfection or we're ever going to think that we've arrived if we've ever thought that then we're, we're fooling ourselves. and so Lord help us to, to not get down and depressed uh, because we're not going to be perfect in these bodies of flesh but help us Lord to grow Lord to walk with you and, and, and allow you to change us to shape us and mold us Lord to be more like Jesus and, and Lord there's things in our lives Lord that shouldn't be there things that, that we look at or things that we entertain that we shouldn't Lord, help us to love you enough, God, to get closer to you and get those things out of our hearts and lives. And may we build each other up and, and edify each other and spur one another on to love and good works. Lord, to help each other. In, in our, Lord, we're in this together. That's what fellowship means. We're, 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 as believers, we have like faith in you. And none of us have arrived, and none of us are going to be perfect. And we need each other. We need to encourage each other, pray for one another. So I pray that you'll help us, Lord. And as a church family, Lord, that we'll take a stand and we'll stand on your word. And Lord, we'll evaluate our hearts and lives. And if there's things there that don't honor you, help us, Lord, to not wait until the latter part of the day. But just like the psalmist, right here and now, early I'll get rid of these things, Lord, and we'll honor you. Lord, bless us. And I look forward to, to this week. I pray that we'll honor you. We pray you'll continue to bless our church. We pray for those that are in need. We ask God that you'll be merciful. Thank you for your faithfulness. And we just pray, Lord, that... Uh, you'll help this church to be a lighthouse to this community. We pray for our WMU that's going to be starting up. Lord, I pray that that would be a great ministry to our ladies. God, that you will use that. Thank you for Donna and her willingness, Lord, to lead that. And uh, we pray for Operation Christmas Child that's coming up as well. And, and also in the month of October, we're planning a fall festival and, and also trick-or-treating with the town that will be on Sunday. We found that out, uh, Lord, this week. And and, Lord, we just, we just want to be used by you. And I just ask you to bless and help us, Lord Jesus, to let our light shine here in this world for your glory. We pray in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. God bless. Have a wonderful week.